This is the Chronicles of Mister. Like one, like yes, the same art teacher. She's on my head today. We were in <laughs> class, and she was fussing at the kids, and she said she didn't even mean to say it. She was like, "And you're why are you acting like such a kid?" And the boy said. Miss so and so, I am a kid. She started cracking up. She said, "I know." She said, "As soon as I said it, I said it didn't make sense." I laughed. We all laughed so hard because that's not what she meant. She was like, yeah. "Why are you running around the room?" But I mean, for what he was doing, he was they were cleaning up. And they have a whole system. But when she said that, it was like that's so true. Sometimes yeah. we say stuff and we're like, "Why am I saying that?" You are ten. That's yeah. why you're acting ten. Yeah. Or recognizing the fact that every ten year old doesn't do the same thing, and just because Mary and Paul sit in their seat doesn't make them better. It's yes. a matter of fact. Mary that's sitting in her seat has no effort. She, that's no effort for her. Yeah. She's that the kid that is the busy kid. You know how much harder he's working to follow your directions? Ooh. You know how much energy he is giving? You know how much work it takes for him to listen to you when you're going on and on and on about nothing? When you already made the point worse, point once, and you telling it three and four and five times? And he's like, yo, I heard you the first time. But he can't say that to you because if he does, it's being disrespectful. But that's what he wants to say. Yeah. And now he got to listen and listen and listen. And then sit in the seat for the whole class. And Mary over there, you pat her on the back. And Mary ain't doing nothing. She might not even be listening to you. Because Mary has learned how to play the game. But she don't pay no attention to you. At least at least this would have telling you. You're boring. And I don't know what you're talking about. This that, was, <laughs> that right there. Yeah. That right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's this was so what you didn't even pay attention to. Yes. If you can get this one to work, you know everybody else will fall. These, you don't even know how much I say to people. While you are congratulating this child, that's great. The kid that doesn't need to study to get A's, are you even pushing them? Because that's nothing for them. But the kid who's getting a C, who we look at is like, oh, all they get is C's and they don't get the scholarships. And we say, this is what we say. The kid who got straight A's, they work so hard. Not necessarily. I know no, plenty sure. of kids with straight A's and they ain't worked at all. They just can remember things and they're good at what they do. They're just like the track star who just goes out there and runs. There's some that work hard. I'm not saying they don't do the work. But I'm saying the kid who got the C may have worked twice as hard, right. but he'll never get the scholarship because he's got a C, even though his C was earned in a way that this A was not. But that's not how we measure things in our country. And, and that, oh, another another conversation about the, the, the ideal school that we want to, to create and how we want to truly have equitable grading of like, you've been putting in work, Johnny. Johnny, you put in work, like you yep. need, you need to know that that's something that I should be saying as a teacher. That's something that I should be seeing. And then letting, you know, like, no, 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 you were here and now you're here. That's a 25 point jump, but mister, it's only a 50. I'm not talking about if it's a 50, you made a 25 point jump, sir. That needs yep. to be lauded. I'm saying but you shout know what? it to the moon. My, yeah. my daughter's school, which is what I loved about her high school. She brilliant in her mind. She could come home and tell by her natural, I mean, our, um, environmental class, which she was doing, it was historical history and environmental racism and all that stuff. She could tell me word for word everything that happened. But when it came to answering the questions, I remember, I think I told you how it took her forever to get the straight B in the AP class. But the school was very good at honoring what kids did well. So she got to do all these great things because they didn't care that she did poorly here because they could see who she was there. But what they also did for awards nights, you got to, bronze if you went up this many points yeah. a silver if you went up that many nobody knew where you started right so you could have been an a student and went up two points you could have been a, got a zero point your grade point average could have been zero and you went up 20 points didn't matter the point is you grew and that's yeah. all that mattered yeah. and and what if we did that to all kids even the a kids what if you didn't get an a you mm -hmm. had to show growth 
Yes. What if everybody had to show growth? Yes. And it wasn't about the fact that you got it. Because if you come already with an A, what did you learn? Did we teach right. you that? Or that was just already in you? Your body in the seat. I mean? Yeah, I know I had a group of kids when I was teaching at the other school, at the other um, mm-hmm. the that we talked about. I had a group of kids. They had them divided by ability. I had two math classes. One had 27 kids in it. The, only, the other one only had about eight. The class with 27 kids, I take no credit for. I could have given them the book. They could have taught themselves. There was not a peep out of them. They didn't move. They didn't tell me anything. But yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. They were very compliant. Yeah. My class with my eight, they were worse. They were rougher than if I had 20 kids. Why? They were low. They were behind. They had all kinds of family structure issues. That's where I saw my teaching. Yeah. That's why I show because those kids moved because I had to show growth. It wasn't that I didn't teach the other kids, but the reality was they were going to get it whether I was their teacher or not. Mm-hmm. Now, what would have been really cool for that group of kids, because math wasn't my strongest at the time, I would have loved to have seen them put in a higher level class because they already were, instead of keeping them in fifth grade, why not give them sixth grade work? That yeah. would have made more sense and challenged them in that way. Yeah. But you'd have, and have them test out because then you could have shown then it would have been a challenge for them. And then it would have been some real teaching need because they needed to be pushed. Like, how do you accelerate kids who don't need to be pushed behind, who can work almost on their own, like almost maybe they, not a Khan Academy, but something like that, where they could have done some independent challenge and we facilitate, that probably would have made more sense for them. Whereas the other kids, they need an individual one-on-one. If they could have got a one-on-one, what could they have done? Because that's they what, needed that. They were so low. You know what, what I mean? I, so, yeah, I was going to say, that's what I loved about um there were a lot of things i didn't love about distance learning but there were some things that i did love and that was yep. one of them to be yep. able to at the beginning of the year assess see where kiddos lied and because i could yes yeah, send a Khan academy or i could send because i've taught seventh yep. grade and i was teaching six at that time i could say hey you've mastered this you don't need to be yep. at the sixth grade let me shoot you this at the seventh grade but remember this is what it's building off of you understand how to do xy yep. and now i'm pushing you to go to z to do exactly. that was fantastic on hybrid. It, it's a little tougher now. Um, I, I can see how it could be a little bit tougher now, but that ability to, hey, just here's this next module, but a uh, grade up, go for it. And like, I, I don't think 100%. It, I don't think it's harder. Actually, we'll talk about some, some other stuff later, but I yeah. don't think it's harder because if you think about it, the small, like, I feel like if we could get somebody, maybe one, maybe it'll be, maybe you'll do it or I'll do it. We'll do a, not a podcast, but a, um. Okay, I'm giving us an idea right now. Someone might take it. Let's gonna give it to us. Let's do it. We should do a show where we go out and we watch, we um go from schools to school finding innovation and being able to put pour it into a pot, like literally your podcast or video cast or uh, vlog, or I guess they call it, where you can go and look. So you find so for example, small Christian schools in the south, that's how the kids learn on computers. And at first, when my cousin told me she'd been learning like that since pre-K, I was thinking, well, what about socialization? But it wasn't the way it worked. She'd be in a, in a big room, all different grade levels, working online. There, there's a few of them. There's some that do live teachers, some that do teachers that are um that are working. But there's a facilitator in the room, and then they did other stuff outside of that. But the point was, you could individualize because now I can see, oh, you missed two, so now I can pull you to the side because I realize you missed two lessons. Mm-hmm. I think we need to utilize all the pieces of all the great places, which is one of the things that other school that other district does. They go around everywhere. But they don't, we don't videotape, we don't see it. But imagine if they could, we could put it up and say, okay, at this school, they're really good at affirmations. Let's take a look. Let's look at all the, like, we study all the affirmations and how the school culture. Then another group, they're really good at rigor. This school is really, at, really good at data and turning it around. This school is really good at uh, incorporating athletics and, um, and volunteering, whatever the case. 
because I don't think we do enough. We, we can't get out of our buildings, but we don't get to see that enough. Like actually see, oh my gosh, it is possible. Or even if we say, look at what they're doing in other countries, we may not be able to do it the same way because of the fact that, you know, there's some, some cultures have some cultural things that make them be able to do it. But like when the guy was talking about how in Asia they do, I forgot what country it was, but they do the point and speak thing when they do the safety checks and atomic habits. So they would yeah. say, uh, door open, left, right, or whatever. And yeah. then another group did the same thing. Or when the guy who was doing it, well, he didn't mention this on this, but when the guy was doing the trains, the, yeah. the, the theory yep. of broken windows, yep. Yep. the idea that if you fix the trains, that they'll eventually, but you have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. That's something so small that in a habit that somebody could actually do in their building. Right. Something so small as everybody here, whenever you see a sign up that's wrong, we make sure you take it out and clean it up. You see a piece of paper on the floor, you pick it up. Everyone could do that. That's something that doesn't take a lot. Yeah. So up. So if we see more of those, you know, ideas and innovations, it might spark something for somebody to be able to watch a show that's on the positives of education. So take these. Oh, this is even better. I just got some else. So take these TikToks, these memes that show a negative piece, and then say, okay, here's what people are saying that's going on here. Now, where do we get the solutions from? I and mean, they're going all over the place. <laughs> I think you. I think you hit it, Miss Reed. I think you yep. hit it. I think yep. you hit it. Yeah. That's so. it. That'll be be something that uh yeah you and I can talk about where yep, we'll just pull TikToks and this is the problem that they're mentioning. However, here's what we could do on the East Coast. Here's what we could yep. do on the West Coast. Well, where are people doing to fix that problem? Yeah, because it's yeah. they're real. Some of the problems are real. I can't tell them, and Agreed. they are funny. And sometimes we need the jokes. <laughs> we just need solutions. And so we can use the jokes. Yeah. We need solutions. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So with me laughing, that makes me think of joy. What is bringing you joy at this moment? So uh, there's a big project I'm working on. We'll talk about off camera, but that's bringing yeah. me joy. The other thing that's bringing me joy is my husband, his job has moved him closer. So he's not going to have to be in Bridgeport anymore. He'll be in New Haven, which cool. means that we're much closer. He's not as close to me, but the fact is the kids, he'll be home more often. He can grab the kids more. It, it'll force me to want to come home earlier because I know that he's already here. Yeah. So that's the joy. And I think that I'm, I feel a real sense of joy in that. I really believe our scholars are going to do well. And it's not about the, the actual, um, the test itself, but just the well of pushing and giving their all. Like I'm excited about that. And I haven't, I haven't thought about testing like that in a while because usually I see it as a negative. But I think what I felt was when I told you how, yes, the show wasn't perfect, but what I did see was what happened behind the scenes. Behind, yeah. And I like the kids doing the rallying. And what else happened was we had some student council members that we had last year that never got to do anything because of COVID because we had right. so much turnover. And they were the ones who organized the rally. So because they got to do that, like that in itself was leadership and they were ready and willing to do it. Like those are the things I'm excited about. And so it brings me joy to say, you know, this is my school. I'm a principal and we're doing big things. And one of the teachers, one of my um, new office managers, she said, they're going to put some respect on our name. I said, that's right. They're going to put some respect on the school I work at. People are going to know who we are. And it's okay that right now they may not, but they're going to know who we are. They're going to learn today. They're going to learn today. That's right. You're going to learn today. We're doing some things and we're not perfect, but we're getting there. So here we go. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Because we are lovers of music, myself, Mr. Craggett, I'm sure he picked it up from you as well. What would be um, five songs or more um, that is on your playlist right now that you are playing on the regular? Good question. So I recently just changed the playlist and put new season because we got a word at church about a new season. So I put more praise and worship songs on one of them that was on there was um i know i've been changed 
um, the spiritual, um, I can't, Pace, the Pace sister. Uh, her last name is Pace, but I can't think of her name. I also have on there right now, um, it's a mix up there. I probably have to look at my phone to even remember because uh, Lecrae, I listen to a lot of Lecrae. Um, what else? Let me, let me look at the playlist so I'm not telling you anything crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. You know what's really on my playlist more than anything else? And the reason why I can't think of music, I'm listening to more podcasts more than ever. So right now it's Atomic Habits. I uploaded um, another book that I'm going to read soon. It's called um, You Don't Have to Have a Title to Be a Leader. I haven't read it yet, but that's one. Um, I also listened to Pastor Fudrick and uh, Pastor um, uh, Mike, Mike Todd. They're on there. And then, of course, my own pastor sometimes. But those are the main things. So I don't, get, I don't do the music as much. I was. But sometimes it can be distracting for me. So when I'm trying to get on the way to work and when I'm on the yeah. way home, I'm usually listening to a podcast, but that's where I was. Now my favorite musician is Mary J. Blige as far okay. as R&B goes. So Mary J. and her amazing song, I love. Sometimes when I need to be pumped up, I listen to her. My theme song at one time was the one where she sang, um, uh, what was it called? It's about um, uh, doubt, about how you doubted me. You doubted what I was going to be. You doubted it, but now I'm on top and now I'm doing these things. So mm. That used to be one. But basically, it's gospel. Country. Okay. I like country music, too, though. I love country music. All right. Um, All right. I, it was interesting listening to you when you were talking to, I forgot her name, and you both were talking about Haitian music. Yeah. And what I think is so cool is, when I went to China years ago, what I thought was so cool is that they have a whole Hollywood, whole Hollywood that's in Asia, just like in Nigeria, just like in India. And I think it's so cool that there are whole worlds existing around other worlds that we don't know anything about. Yep. And we need to explore. Like, yeah. I don't know any of that music. I don't know a lot of Afro, Afro um, African music. I hear it sometimes, yeah. but I don't know a lot of it. So it's just so cool that there's a whole culture around another culture, around another culture. And it was cool to hear you guys talking. Myself and uh, another, um, he's from Nigeria. Um, he was telling, putting me on to some Afro beats. Right, and, uh, right. We, we I didn't know were... what it was called until she said it. Yeah. And yep. so um, we were both talking about how we use music in the classroom. So when there are instances where, for example, kiddos are taking a quiz or an assessment or a test, we'll play instrumentals, nothing too to get them too yeah, yeah. too hype, but just something to, so that it's not silent, silent. And it gives, it, it breaks that monotony as well mm -hmm. as, hey, we all have bodily functions and noises when my stomach is grumbling and whatnot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, self-conscious. And now I'm just focusing on that as, as opposed to though the work but if you got that little music in the background nothing too too hype when that happens i'm the only one who hears it no one else is hearing it then yep. on the wiser they can just focus on what they need to focus on but music plays such a such a beautiful role and i'll, I'll make sure that um i post uh his his playlist because he had a lot of music like you mentioned that i just was not familiar with yeah and it's great to 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 learn that cool, you cool, know what cool. i think is cool is it's not well cool, but also, and I definitely used to play music all the time in my classrooms. I would ask kids what they, they surprisingly, they always want to hear gospel music, surprisingly. Now they also knew I liked it, but when I would ask the kids that if that wasn't their thing, if it was okay, and some kids said no, and then we would play, play something else. Yeah. But what I do know is that we treat children in a way that we don't want to be treated. For example, I watch TV when I do my work, hmm. I listen to music, I put my feet up, I get relaxed and comfortable. But we don't want the kids to listen to it because we feel like they're listening to the wrong music. And sometimes it is kind of some stuff that maybe they shouldn't be. But if you could at least put it on the classroom 
the, and put on classical or something like that, just low key instrumental, yeah. then it becomes a thing where they're at least getting something. So that does exactly what it does for us. Yep. It allows us because some kids' minds are going everywhere. And if they could hear the music, it pulls them in. Yeah. We don't realize that. And they've studies have shown that music, people working in music, why do you think there's music when you go places and in stores and in places where you are, there's a purpose for that. It's not there by accident. The research no. shows it. Yeah. And on Atomic Habits, when he was saying all the stuff he was saying about the foods we eat and why we have crunchy and soft, I was yep. like, dude, that it makes so like, much sense. It makes so, it much, makes so sense. much sense. Yeah. You, I think, Principal Reed, um, we just, you, you spoke about those finding innovations. I feel like that's one of them. Uh, yeah. how, how do you use that music effectively? What does that look like? Yep. Um, what does it not look like? So you don't also go to the the far extreme. Yep. Find that find that sweet spot in the bell curve of like you don't want too far left, you don't want too far right, somewhere in the middle. Um, yep. Maybe that'll be the first the first uh, the first episode of Hear and Read. <laughs> right. and, and and for people to not say things like, well, they didn't do like this is the new thing, especially in church and things. Well, they should need all that. Mm. I didn't have all that when I was little, or. They can't focus. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Just because you can't doesn't mean they can't. They are different. different. My kids are in church. Now, sometimes one of them get a little older, so I am pulling her back some, but she can tell me everything that happened, everything about so Every now and then, my son will be doing this. Then you go, why he say that? Well, I thought this meant that. I thought so-and-so died first. And then hmm. I'll go right back. He's They're listening because in, their generation is different. It's different. That it's doesn't different. mean we don't teach them how to do it without it sometimes. Yeah. That doesn't mean they can't just because you can't. Right. And that's, you know I mean? Just because you wasn't, you weren't raised that way. And that, that, that was going to be what I was going to say. Just because we didn't get it doesn't mean that now that they have it, that it's somehow less than. I, I remember when I was learning how to drive, um, I think it was my dad who was telling me about power steering, of how when okay. he learned how to drive, they didn't have power steering the way that we yep. had. He's like, mm-hmm. son. I had, it, it was, yep. you, you were fighting with that wheel. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could drive with my knees. He's like, yeah, you got it easy, son. You got it easy. I yep. used to have to fight with the wheel. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I, I, I don't. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's and my father for- bought a truck without power steering for some Ooh. strange reason. I was like, daddy, why? He, let me tell you what else he did. No air conditioner. He's oh. like, cause sometimes you need to feel the air on your face. And he's in Atlanta. Daddy, nah. what are you doing? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So yeah, whatever's going to, if the ultimate goal is we want to have our kids be better or be independent individuals who will contribute to society with us, without us. Yeah. Cause I think that was another quote that I remember someone saying too, of like wise men build or excuse me, wise men plant trees that they know they will not enjoy the shade of. Nice. Nice. Like, that's like, what teaching is. Yeah. If that's not teaching, I don't know what is that's teaching. And that is, that's teaching. I tell the kids all the time, like, you're the farmers of the future. I'm yep. a farmer of the future, excuse me. You're, I'm planting these seeds and you knowing that one day, whether it's for me or not for me, maybe it's going to be yep. for my nieces and nephews. You're going to be their teachers, their doctors, their music producers, their athletes that they look up to. It's not going to be me. Like I'm, t- yep. I'm the generation, I'm a generation removed from that. It's going to be you. So I, yep. I want to make sure that I'm treating you as if you are my niece or my nephew. I want the best for you and I will Absolutely. make mistakes, but I hope that again, to that Maya Angelou quote that, um, that Jonah mentioned of like, do you feel that I love you? Yes. And if you feel yes. that. And I had a student, I had a student, I said that to her and I said, I love you. I don't care what you, I said, why would I give you a nickname if I didn't love you? She's like, no, you don't. But her issue wasn't with me. 
she did have an issue. And I realized part of the beef she has is that I was at her school four years as a dean and then I had to come to this school. That was one problem. She said to us point blank, she said, yeah, but that's because all they're going to do is leave. It's, did I, I, I build a relationship and then they leave. And she said, and, it's, and then, well, let me, and I think I said this to you, and she was mad, most mad because our school was so small, the impact was greater. Yeah. She said, because I said, well, what about other schools? This happened in there too. She said, it's not the same. That's a big district. People leave all the time. It's too big. They don't know all them kids. Yeah. She said, y'all know us. Yeah. And it's hard because we build these things. We trust people and then they go. I can respect that. Yeah. I can respect her. And I think, I know she knows I love her, but to tell me that would be like admitting something. She's not going to do that, which I get that. Because then if you admit it out loud and then something happens and the person is no longer there, now I've said it. And now I have to deal with the fact that I let someone know something when I just wanted them to say. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack in that. And maybe that'll be another episode of, yeah, when you have those small communities, those tight communities, yeah, when an individual goes, it, the, the ripple effect is far greater. Yep. We had a we had a teacher come back because she she left from she just couldn't afford it like she's an academic assistant mm. and I knew some specific kids I couldn't let everybody see it because it was called total pandemonium but there were two kids and I had he's this this um, athletic looking child just big boy he's a sweet sweetie boy he has his struggle yeah but I was like come on I need you to come come go with me somewhere and I was trying to take his lunch he was like no, no man I want to get my lunch I need you to come when he realized the person he ran down the hall like a little kid ran out of his mm. shoe to go yeah. catch her. That yeah. he was a kid. He got to be a kid for him. He was so happy to see her. So happy. He got to be a kid. And if we could just give more opportunities for our children to be kids that if they could understand, and I'm gonna work on that. I'm saying it now and I want to make it come to fruition. When you walk through these doors, you get to be a child. Yeah. You get to have joy. You get to be loved. You get to know that. And so this is the space. When you walk out, you might have to do a different thing. But here, you get to let us try to handle your problems. You get to let us work with you. You get to be a kid. You get joy. I like that. When you ask me what's giving me joy, I want to make sure my kids get joy when they come in there. Yeah. Let your light shine, Principal Reed. Let mm-hmm. your light shine. Thank you. You, you have permission because I, I know I got permission from you when we were at the same space, from the mm-hmm. earrings to the hair to the wraps to, to all of it. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Continue to do great and amazing things. And uh, already... I'm thinking of what you said about finding those innovating things and seeing how we can help more people come into the yeah. field and not want to want to leave. So, folks, listen. This just one last thing. Yeah, people, go for it. people out there, when they listen to this, you if you work in another industry, even if you don't want to come into teaching, you have solutions because you work in industries that are functioning well. Whether it be Google, whether it be uh, you know the airline. Those things could be used in education, but we need you to come in so you can see how you can push those things in. Yeah. That, that's why we need you. So even if you don't want to be a teacher, we need your innovation from all walks of life, not just education, from everywhere. You, we've got the solutions. We just need everybody's help. It's not a one-person show. What she said. What she said. <laughs> what she said. I'm Mr. Pierre. She's Principal Reed. She's dropped so many gems and uh, I look forward to having future conversations with you. And I know that the community is looking forward to this conversation in the future and others in the future as well. So thank you very much, Principal Reed. Folks, this has been another episode of the Chronicles of Mr. As I said, it's always a pleasure to to speak to Nikki. And I thank you for listening. We're out.